Hello, my name is Alexander Morari and I'm the founder of ITK Media. You've tuned into our podcast about Central and Eastern European startups that are in pre-Series A stage. And our guest today is Pavel Pachuski, the co-founder of AppMedic. AppMedic is a web-based platform for creating, storing, and analyzing textual medical documentation. Dzień dobry, Pavel. Dzień dobry, Alex. Hello, everyone. Nice to, nice to meet you here. Now, let's jump at it right away and start with round one, the solution. So tell us in very brief, brief kind of uh, nutshell, what you're, you're building, who is the target client and where you stand right now with the product development. Okay, so yeah, as you said, it is a web platform that is for medical documentation. And what we change in the way that the, the documentation is uh, created nowadays, we make it structured. So not only people can understand it, but also computers. Because if you have a document, if you have a document that is stored in a very precise way, it, it has a lot of, of imposed structure, you can run queries. Uh, so it isn't very useful for one document, for instance, a radiological report. But if you have 100,000 of, the, of them, then you can gather a lot of insight automatically. You don't need a person to read each report one by one, but you can ask queries, which can be quite abstract because you can, for instance, ask, ask the database, okay, list me, list, uh, get me the list of all the reports that describe a healthy patient or a patient with a pathology located on the left side of their body. Those kind of queries are, uh, are enabled by, by our software, but it is not on the only thing that we make uh, um, improve. We also make uh, doctors who create uh, documentation much more productive because they do not have to type on keyboard. They do not have, they do not have to dictate uh, their reports. They simply click on phrases that are, are um, most commonly used to describe patients. So we use some standardized terminology and doctors do not have to think how to phrase their observations. They only select from a small subsets of, of phrases and the whole sentence, uh, phrasing it into a sentence, uh, punctuation, all of that is being handled by the program and then stored in a format that is easily queryable uh, by a database engine. Mm. Okay, so um, if I understand in a nutshell, this is a situation where, where instead of natural language, you are transforming uh, the, the text, medical text, into machine language or language to be understood by machine, okay? And then yes. what, what, you, what you allow doctors as well is like, it's something of a business intelligence kind of uh, um, add on to their daily operations, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I say business uh, transferring from other contexts, but of course this is like medical, uh, let's say intelligence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, um, yeah. can I ask yeah. a question? So in, in a more general context, what, what information is fed into the system? Pictures, what I mean, mm -hmm. pictures or um, like mm -hmm. automatically created diagnoses and so on. What, what do you feed into the system and what is on the output? The input to the system is the like uh, human thought because doctor analyzes medical imagery. He's like the 
they they are the primary source of knowledge and what we kind of uh, make easier is to transfer their thoughts uh, onto the to the to the computer I see. Uh, but, okay and this is one of the inputs the other one are the computer vision algorithms that already might analyze very specific parts of uh, yeah. human body but the doctor has to uh, verify the the diagnosis and to, and they have to sign the document so they can rephrase when they think that okay maybe it is quite okay to some uh, some level but but the human um, like uh, brain would analyze it better so the doctor has the final word in the in the um, yeah to the, to this as, as, as an input and the output is, is first of all a documentation that is stored in those machine readable um, formats but also we create a classic radiological report as you would type it on keyboard but with all those boring mundane tasks related to textual editing like punctuations formatting uh, done for you and so the streams to uh, the input streams are of two completely different or very much different uh, nature. One of those is text produced by doctors, and second group of um, or second category of input information is uh, vi um, visual, right? And uh, so in the one case, it's natural language recognition. I understand the processing, and in the other, in the other, this is visual recognition or, or image recognition. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is like two different pretty big challenges uh, technically combined into one product. Why do you want to combine? Why don't you want to actually, focus on, for, for instance, on the image recognition? Yeah? Yes, actually, from uh, actually, I would say that all of the inputs are in a textual form because we we do not uh, like train our own computer vision uh, models. We use uh, like partners for those components. And what we receive from them is a structured uh, like diagnosis because those algorithm, those models can um, can detect very specific pathologies and they return like for instance JSON formatted observations okay. that we mm -hmm. feed into our program and we um, like augment augment those inputs with the observations. Uh, done by a doctor okay okay which are then dissected into specific bits of information that you could later on reassemble into yeah. into what into like texts needed for specific reasons mm -hmm. okay yes interesting yes. okay yes so take me take me by the hand i'm 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 a patient let's say and i have a problem i go to a doctor and so the doctor makes a picture and where do you appear in this process of me being diagnosed okay so let's say this is okay. like long, long, long yeah. X-ray. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, uh, probably you you've met a technician who who did the examination. You didn't yep. meet the doctor, so mm -hmm. the technician took a picture of you and they upload the image to to the system. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a radiological system. It has all 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 the personal data of a patient, and. Uh, there are many of you, many of patients like you who, who have who have uh, their photos taken. And all of those like uh, images are queued by the system. And then uh, radiologists who are trained in 
in uh, like recognizing pathologies in, in medical imagery, they get a patient, a case to, to diagnose. So they get, get the image and they have yeah. to create the report. And this mm -hmm. is where we, we come in. Uh, we are the text editor in which you create the diagnosis. So first of all, you, you can phrase your observations, but also you can uh, launch some models on the, like you can, you can feed that image into some models. So they diagnose for you and you, you then verify what the, mm -hmm. what the model said. Okay. And after you finish the text, the, the document that you created is fed back to the radiological system. We make this, okay. the process of text of creating the diagnosis, of creating the report as, as automated as it's possible. And then we return it to the, to the classic uh, medical system. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, interesting. Now, what about the uh, business side? What's the pricing model first and foremost and how advanced are you in now in, in um, taking, taking this platform or this product solution to the market? Okay, uh, can you repeat the first part? Yeah, what about your expansion and okay. um, stage of uh, product okay. market okay. feed or yeah. promotion and like selling it? Mm -hmm. uh, to, to okay, we customers. okay, we sell it via subscription model. Uh, it is a subscription based on a per seat, per per person actually. Uh, you, so you have a, your personal license attached to you. You can use our software in as many clinics as you you can work in. Uh, the system like travels with you uh, around those places. Uh, and we we currently are deployed. We we, we focus on both B two C and B two B segments because we 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 offer our solution to individual radiologists and other specializations. But we also uh, partner with with clinics. We have a partner, a big net network of clinics, uh, that we are deployed into, and then. You can you can like receive the, the benefits of using us on a bigger scale because all of your doctors use our software in a standard way, so their documentation is similar, so it is easier to be analyzed and so on. As an individual, you benefit from being more productive, but as a as an owner of a clinic, you benefit both on the uh, being being uh, able to service more patients per hour, but also having those standardized documentation that you can query mm -hmm. and then gather some insights about your patients, who you treat and what are the, like for, for instance, most frequently uh, diagnosed diseases. And, you know, you can make some business decisions because of this. You know what um, caught my attention here is that you are, uh, ready and I understand this is your practice as well to give I mean to sell by the seat per specific um, medical professional no matter in what organization they are using um, the platform right then tech, simple technical question how do you do, how do you assign this seat uh, ready to assign this for or to private email like Gmail and other services of this type? Yes, yes, okay. yes. It this, is, you don't care. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow, interesting. Interesting. Out of curiosity, yeah, don't, because... don't, don't you see this as a blocker for like, you know, selling or, or selling more subscriptions? If you do this from not, not by individual, but by a, let's say, email address for, for a specific hospital and so on. Um, mm -hmm. It's, uh, um, yeah, for hospitals, it is, uh, it might be a quite a different case because they, they might uh, like uh, require from us that we because usually if you're a b2c client and you pay for the license you have you get access to the public cloud uh, instance of our software but if you're a hospital you might have some additional expectations on where you store the medical data that you create with our system so we can deploy a private instance of it into your uh, clinic and then you have you have no connection between those i would say tenants uh, or, or like that yeah so and, so you would yeah. have to you would need to have uh, separate licenses for, for this case okay so we, and look right now from your website we see three pricing bands uh, tele radiologist which is i understand it's a personal um right personal dimension like b2c or like for one seat then you have also what uh, cloud workflow and enterprise and and the first band is 150 euro per month per user mm -hmm. clear what about what about enterprise yeah. out of curiosity do you have any enterprise uh, subscription sold and if yes what what's the ideal range pricing ratio to say uh for you Mm -hmm. uh, this uh, this enterprise uh, offering is uh, mostly based on has this on-premises uh, like deployment that you have separate instance of our so solution deployed into your private network and yeah we build it based on you know the the, the number of uh, doctors that you want to use our software and also we we build it uh, relate we relate uh, are the price uh, to the like difficulties related to um, uh, integrating the software with your existing systems that you have within your clinic so this is uh, yeah you have some you, in in that enterprise offering you have of course licenses for the software but there are, there might occur costs related to very unusual uh, integrations that you might require from us yeah okay so this is more and, individual pricing based on the, the 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 setup that you have in your clinic mm -hmm. as far as um, your uh expansion right now in what countries are you now present how many clients um of different mm -hmm. type you have right now if you could um open up a little mm -hmm. bit on this one yeah we we started with poland we also mm -hmm. are we are also doing some research in canada uh, we also want to um, focus in the next year, at the beginning of the next year, to uh, on uh, on some uh, uh, Latino countries, Spanish and uh, Portuguese-speaking countries, especially uh, South America. We currently are deployed. Yeah, we are, if we have several uh, B2C and B2B clients like those networks, network like that network of clinics. And yeah, this year was uh, mostly all about Poland because we needed to, first of all, uh, polish our software. We needed to gather as much feedback from the market as possible. 
and we also wanted to find the possible uh, barriers of uh, like that would stop us from being deployed yeah okay so, and have you have you managed to find any like major blockers uh, in the meantime and what are they mm -hmm. yeah there there are separate like several types of, of blockers because for instance there are there are um, like two uh, groups of people uh, grew to two groups of doctors some of them love uh, dictation speech recognition and that stuff some of them really hate it so yeah, it's a very like like I would say, Linux versus Windows. There is all, all, always this uh, fight between those two groups, and the same thing happens uh, between doctors. Mm, we integrated some some speech recognition mechanisms into our software to so so it is more uh, interesting for for that for for those who want uh, to use speech recognition to dictate their reports. But we also wanted them to benefit the benefit from from the structure that we impose on the data. So this is kind of a hybrid approach. We want to like persuade them not to be not to use speech recognition as much as they would want because they lose the those uh, querying possible possibilities related to medical documentation. So we, we we managed to invent some some tricks to to, to make it like to, to persuade them via UX to make them what less dependent on speech recognition. I understand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And as far as speech recognition, have you created your own engine for speech recognition, or you just implemented whatever is uh, available in the public domain? Uh, we we integrated uh, the publicly available speech recognition. Uh, and Polish is not, yeah, Polish is known not to be the easiest way, the easiest language for recognition, especially in medical uh, dimensions with all the like declinations and endings and so on and so on. Was this any like big challenge or was it easy mm -hmm. to be done with? Or have you, have you, have, did you have to educate the uh, speech recognition engine for uh, medical context? And if yes, how, how yeah. did you do this? Yes, we use like a general purpose speech recognition engine, but we also have a lot of medical vocabulary stored within the templates that we have in our system. And we, we know that if there is a small difference between what the speech recognition recognized and what we have in the templates, probably the wording uh, that is uh, present in the template is the, the right one, the, the, the wording that the doctor expects. So we make a kind of snapping uh, from. Yeah, the yeah. So you give more weight text. to the. Yeah. You give more weight to uh, already professionally, let's say, vetted, uh, vetted words. Interesting. And you did this by yourself, right? I understand this uh, additional learning curve for the uh, speech recognition. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Okay. What do you think of GPT, by the way? Is it any helpful for you? GPT-3, I mean. It, it not, not now <laughs> for us, but yeah, it will be useful in the future. Is it still um, the same way as it had in the very beginning? You apply and then if they like your idea, they will give you access. Is it the same right now or can you buy now, like commercially? 
I mean, X to GPT, um, you know? Mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah, I heard that there were like having closed beta for it. Uh, you, you needed to ask, but I don't know if it is open right now. I, I'm not up to date on the topic. Okay. Now, you sure are up to date with the next topic of our conversation and round two is about competition. Um, naming on, on not, or not disclosing the names of the com competition, where would you say is the most, um, the, the biggest challenge competitively speaking? Okay, uh, we have a big competitor in, uh, in Western countries, in, the, in Germany actually. And yeah, they, they, uh, uh, they are good and what they do. We, we, we know, we know what differentiate, what differentiate, what, what makes the difference between, between our and theirs, uh, their solution. Uh, we also have some more flexibility to the templates that we um, allow our doctors to, to create. Why? It's due to, Why? due to more 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 sophisticated on and more like fresher, more modern kind of uh, technology, or just because of your your own approach to this. You are you have to be more flexible and you are open up and you allow your users to be more uh, what, mm -hmm. fl flexible. Yeah, on I yeah. I would say that the flexibility uh, comes from from the Polish way of uh, creating medical documentation. What we, do you mean? We, we, we say something like yeah. this about medical professionals. It's not very, <laughs> it's not very, uh, uh, not very what funny it might might be. But in, in all seriousness, what do you mean? Just because Polish medical professionals are more open to experiments, I, I guess. I would say that there are no standards in the medical documentation in Poland. Ah, so not as regulated. As software, okay. yeah, uh, yeah, because in in the US. You have very like you have standards. You have mm -hmm. templates that doctors should follow. You have checklists. Uh, in Poland, you have some publications. You are taught at school, but you are not uh, like checked if you adhere to, to those standards. And each of doctors has has their own style. I would say uh, there are some movements that want to standardize the standardized the, the reporting but it is uh, an, an early an early yeah it, it is in the beginning of its journey you know yeah you know what i can see here that okay this is an opportunity for you to like based on this to develop a product and solution here in poland but then isn't this a limitation for further expansion uh, outside of poland where this dimension is more regulated and um uh, local players already are far uh, far ahead of you. Like uh, in in the in the in terms of uh, flexibility, it is easy, uh, very often more difficult to create a solution that is more flexible, but then not use of not use all of its flexibility. So in this in this aspect, I would say it is quite easy for us. To just not use all of the all of the flexibility that we implemented, but yeah, uh, it is all about the adoption. Yeah, I would say it is difficult for us to expand to the countries where our competitors are already present. But we also um, we do not want to like replace 
their solution with our, with ours we want to look for new new fields that we will be first in you mean new because geographies right new, new geographies yes right? I mean, that's why i would say new... okay not only uh, because our competitors focus mostly on radiology but our like due, due to the flexibility our solution might be used in other speci specializations because ah, okay. uh, we are on. agnostic in terms of specialization because we okay, focused yeah. on a language model we focused on like templates that are very flexible so we do not require the doctor to be uh, to, to be a radiologist to, to use to benefit from using our templates yeah interesting okay 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 yeah, and, and it is because uh, of the lack of uh, standardization in poland we need the, the software to be flexible and we thanks to this we know that we might cover other specializations because we we are already creating templates for for those new specializations better fit for like survival and natural selection just because of uh, better adaptability nice let's move on uh, Pavel. let's move on to round three and this is a series of quick questions and answers i hope uh, first i usually ask about your own productivity hacks how do you manage your time productivity uh, plans um, and and what, what you could share with us as well like and again not the products i mean not the software asana trella slack whatever but basically the ways what what are the ways of doing things that you think are um, uh, making your life business-wise uh, productive yeah mm -hmm. i get up at, at each day at, at this at the same time like this is something like I like my routine because it is very, very like repeatable and predictable. And this like kind of makes my organism adapted to, to the working because I, I got used to working between this hour and this hour. And my brain kind of knows, okay, this is the productivity time. You should focus on business. If you want some fun, uh, yeah, you have the time for it. And this will happen in three hours. So, so please be patient. It, it will come for sure so this is, and you're not like you're not the 5 a.m kind of club member i understand this is not about this it's about <laughs> the regularity and waking up at yeah. the same time right yes yes it's, yeah i, Are I you actually not? like to get up at six <laughs> so <laughs> like a late late later five uh, five a.m club uh, but yeah maybe it's not about the time i like to get up at six because of the sun uh, that uh, i like to see uh, through the window uh, in the morning but yeah uh, the regularity of it is what makes it useful for me so you want to meet the sun 6 a.m or around that okay do you have any routines in the morning do you do like what fit like morning exercises or do you read a book or or uh, anything that you would like to share how do you get get into good intellectual shape okay so yeah I actually actually i do not have like any preparation before work because i get, get up like uh, all, all of the uh, whole our team is a remote team so all of us start at their house and yeah we need to get up from the bed and, and plug into the computer and yeah this is what uh, usually happens with me 
I have like three minutes between getting up and then starting work. And after that, I have like some breakfast and so on. I don't think I'm very like <laughs> uh, innovative in, in the field of, of productivity, but I feel that the regularity of my routine works, works for at least for me. Yeah, 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 of course. Pavel, last question here in this round. Um, if you had the power to change the way you do your work, would you stay remote or would you change it to office-based? Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, I would say re remote uh, because I, I was remote through, all, through all, almost all of my career. Uh, there are some problems related to remote working because you need to, yeah, you need to keep yourself motivated. You need to have a ways of cooperating with your team. And this is usually done thanks to some tooling that you might easily find on the internet, but you need the tooling. Uh, if you're, if you're office based, you, you don't. You, you simply need a whiteboard and an email uh, because you need to connect with the external world. Uh, but yeah, if you're remote, you need the tools. Uh, and there are a lot of them. So, so it is not that difficult to, to find what suits your needs the most. Mm. Pavel, let me yeah. ask you here about uh, an exotic tool or app or program that had that is helping you most. Uh, and again, not the usual culprits like Asana, Trello, Slack, in like you know Google Suite or whatever. Any exotic programs, apps that you have discovered and help you a lot? Let me think. Uh, I think that we do not have any. Okay, we we are using maybe it is a very like a commonly used tool, but we use it uh, for an eligible purpose because we use a Git repository mm -hmm. to gather our thoughts about about system, and we use the version control to see the differences in our thinking thanks to the ah, comments. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I should so say. we have a single document, but it has many uh, versions of it. Yeah, iterations in yeah. Git repository. Yeah. Oh wow, interesting. So not for the code, for for natural text, basically. And yes, so the evolution, yes. The evolution and development of the ideas and, mm -hmm. and different iterations and so on. Ah, interesting, interesting. And again, out of box. By the way, everybody, we, we had a problem with lighting and what Pavel did is just used uh, his girlfriend's uh, mirror to change the angle. And all of a sudden he has a son uh, what, throwing some lights and rays of hope on, on his uh, face. That was ingenious and really out of box. Uh, just what the CEO or co-founder of a, of a promising startup needs to have. Thank you. Let's move on, Pavel. Round four, the company. So as first founders, Pavel Patruski, Krzysztof Patruski. Pavel is CEO and your brother? Uh, I am Pavel. Uh, yeah, yeah, Pavel uh, Patruski yeah, and okay. your brother and yeah. Krzysztof. Uh, yeah. Yes, Krzysztof is He's... my brother, yeah. Okay, amazing. So that, that's a good that's a good thing to make to make your your family part of the business, not the other way around. Interesting. How many people do you have right now on the team? We have a team of five right now. 
Okay, so yourself, CEO, like more, more like scientific medical, right? I understand background. Uh, then you have CTO and what are other roles uh, currently in the team? Mm -hmm. well, yeah, we have a CMO, uh, medical officer. We have uh, COO, uh, yeah, related to business development and partnerships. Mm -hmm. And we also have uh, yeah, developer. Okay, cool. Do you cover all your technological needs uh, in-house or are you outsourced as well? Yeah, we, we cover all of our needs in-house. Amazing. Okay. Do you have because any plans for... They... Mm -hmm. Go on. Yeah, we, we have a strategy for it because when our team grows, we will have all of the skills of our system within already. So we do not have to like import it from external um, software development company. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> because before uh, creating AppMedic, me and my brother, we were we were like uh, we have we had a small software house, and we knew how difficult it was to uh, gather the knowledge from the heads uh, of external developers. That we usually were 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 them, and we spent a lot of time transferring the knowledge that we gathered about about uh, products that we helped developing. Yeah. 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 Software houses are a topic for a different conversation. Let's keep it aside for now. And Pavel, let's move on to around five formula F3, or as we call this, for funding for the future. Okay. So I understand your last funding round was October, October 2021, when you raised a quarter of a million uh, as a seed round from LT Capital. Yeah. Congratulations, first and foremost. We are recording this uh, beginning of December. Um, now, what about yeah? What about your plans for the next um, funding round? When, how much? Who would be your uh, ideal profile uh, of your VC for the next round? Mm -hmm. We will focus on on VCs uh, very deeply integrated into the healthcare market, and that will help us with with partnerships with with commercializing our software, especially mm -hmm. uh, yeah with the, the distribution of it, with the, the legal requirements of different markets that we will uh, want to focus on. We are still uh, yeah, the calculating how much we, we want to uh, gather from, from the future round, because we, yeah, we have still a, several months um, to come be before we, we do the, the fundraising. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And what's the runway period you want, uh, you know, this fuel to, to keep you running? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we still have like more, more than a year of a runway for our oh. company. Yeah, okay, cool, interesting. Pavel, with this, we'll need to wrap up. Um, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we'll be looking forward for more news from you and uh, your company. Wish all the best, good luck, and uh, keep us posted. Thanks for having me, Alex. Goodbye. <laughs>